0: Hey everyone, Gil Gross here, and it is time for another Mailbag, where I answer your comments, but this time with a theme. About a week ago, I posted on the YouTube community tab and on Twitter, at Gil underscore Gross, I asked you for comments about anything other than tennis. No tennis allowed in the spirit of offseason. This is part two of Of the mailbag. If you haven't seen part one, check that out. Let's get right into it. From Vanch, top three favorite TV series. All right. Number one, Breaking Bad. Favorite TV show ever? Breaking Bad. No doubt about it. Number two, It's in Progress, Succession. Totally obsessed with that show. I mean, Breaking Bad, man. Um, a lot of it was like, you know, the action, the characters. I mean, uh, the craft of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the acting was uh, was excellent, right? The writing, really good. But part of it was just the the twists and turns of that. Succession. It's not about the action. It's just not. It's literally just the writing and the acting. Like just the most, the most captivating writing I have ever experienced watching a show. So Succession. And then number three, like I just want to be out of the box. I want to be bold here. A lot of people are going to be like, "What, Gil? This is a children's show." And then I feel like others are going to be like, "I love you, Gil. Great choice. Great choice." Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Love that show. It's technically an anime. Japanese cartoon I haven't watched any other animes I gotta be honest with you that's the only one I've ever watched Uh, but you know that's just because it was on Nickelodeon growing up and I've watched it multiple times and I think it's amazing and I think adults could enjoy that I think kids could like that Uh, I don't think it matters I just think it was a great great show and then this next person asked top 5 I don't know I might want to cut it off at three. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really desperate to get any other shows in there. You know, I've enjoyed other shows, but, uh, then I, then I think we're, you know, no, no, I want to cut it off at three from Caroline. Uh, question is what motivates you to do this? What is your goal for the future? I feel like we've kind of covered this. What motivates you to do this though? Um, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for what motivates. I feel like that, that when I have an answer, I love it. It doesn't feel like work. That was always kind of my goal. You know, I, uh, I didn't want work to feel like work. I was just following what I like to do. And, uh, that's how I ended up in this, just following, trying to do what I want to do. That's it. From Mike, can you share general information about who watches your channel? Like what countries and age groups watch your content the most? All right, let me pull this up. All right, so the top geographies are US, UK, India, Australia, Canada. No surprise there. You know, I've talked about this before. I'm always struck by all my friends in India, given the fact that they don't really have a player to get too engaged with and they don't really have a lot of tournaments to get engaged with. I know there's a lot of people there, uh, but to me it just speaks to how much potential is in that market for uh, for tennis to grow even more and develop um, in India. Uh, I am 83% male, 17% female. I've been really happy that that uh, percent female number has actually gone up and up recently. I hope it keeps going up. I love that. And uh, my most common age demographic is 25 to 34, makes up 29.6 percent of my viewership. Lots of 25 to 34, which is which is pretty good, you know. Obviously, it's pretty young, um. So I'm cool with that. From another one from Anuj Beatles, what is your coffee recipe? Do you use Aeropress? And what's your MMA intro mu- intro music? It's not Shazamable. Uh, let me answer number two first. The MMA intro music is from like a royalty-free music website. Um, I'm probably gonna retire that music at a, at some point. It's been four years, and uh, I'll probably do something else in that direction eventually. But yeah, uh, it's called it's called Funky on the Road. Like you're not really gonna find it, so. <laughs> uh I think it's pretty good. You know, I like my music, but I think it can be better. What's your coffee recipe? So I have two machines. I have an espresso machine that was originally my parents. They weren't using it, so I took it. Uh it is a like a Vienna, uh Seiko Vienna Super Automatica. Uh really expensive machine. I feel really lucky to have it because I couldn't afford it on my own. Or, you know, I wouldn't buy it on my own. Um that just is like one button makes makes espresso. It's awesome. But it's not like Nespresso. You know, it grinds the beans, compresses the beans, and makes a shot of espresso uh, without, you know, relying on like the little Nespresso pods, which I wouldn't want to be captive to because I like to buy whole bean uh, roasts, you know, from all over the world. And I'm kind of into that. And then... I, uh, I I drink a lot of drip coffee as well. Um, I'm not a pour over guy. I know most of the the elite elite coffee lovers uh, make pour over because that tastes the best and that is the most customizable. Uh, but my setup is that I have a burr grinder which is uh, a really good way to step up your coffee game, is to grind your own beans right before you brew the coffee. It's gonna enhance the flavor dramatically. So I have a grinder and I have what is a very high quality auto drip. It is a, uh, it's from OXO, O-X-O, eight cup brewer, uh, does, does a really great job um, with uh, drip coffee. And uh, I think, you know, I think I'm able to make great, great coffee. And uh, invest in really good beans, fresh beans. Usually, the lighter to medium roast is kind of stuff is going to taste better, especially for auto drip or for drip coffee. I know everyone has their preferences, especially if you're not putting cream in it. If you're putting half and half in your coffee, uh, the darker roasts you know tend to do better. But I drink, you know, I like to drink my coffee black, as long as it's, as long as it tastes good black. If, if it doesn't taste good black. I'll throw some cream in there, but I buy coffee that is generally very light roasted. I drink it black, um, and so many beautiful flavors that are in coffee, uh, that if you kind of get into really exploring the highest quality coffee possible, you kind of uncover that world. And, uh, I love it right now. I'm drinking an iced latte from, you know, my espresso machine pulled three shots, whole milk ice. Boom. Who is your favorite MMA fighter? I'm in a rut right now. I don't really know. I'm not really fully behind anyone. I don't know what to do. Um, Look, I loved Conor McGregor early on, you know, on that magical rise. I don't want to say before he got big, right? Like, he was already big, but he wasn't big in the way, like, that all sports fans know him and he has his own whiskey, right? It, It was way before that. But... Connor in multiple ways, has completely fallen off. And, I mean, you know, that that that's over. That's gone. That's done with. Uh, I love Chris Weidman, New York guy. He's done. Israel Adesanya. Uh, I was getting behind him. His last couple fights have just, you know, a little bit underwhelming. Little bit underwhelming from an entertainment standpoint. I still love him. I still like to watch him. Uh, Max Holloway is one of my guys. Uh, he is starting to slow down just a little bit, but I love Max. Um, Patty Pimblett, I wanted to get behind. This thing with Ariel, man. I mean, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. I'll tell you that. I love Ariel Hawani. If you're familiar, Ariel Hawani and uh, Patty Pimblett. Uh, UFC fighter, had this big beef. I believe Patty is completely in the wrong. Ariel is completely in the right and uh, makes me like him less. And then he went out there. He barely won the fight. He probably didn't win the fight and, uh, you know, got the judge's decision anyway. So I am not too into anyone right now, and I don't love that. Um, I do like Nganu by the way, though. You know, I like the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, What's your favorite movie? Not an uh, enormous movie buff, but I'm going to go with Memento. Memento is the movie that, man, the experience of watching it, like it just hit different. Um, I've watched it, you know, I've gone back to it. And uh, the way, the way time, that that's the most amazed I've been with the actual craft of movie making. You know, like there have been movies that maybe I've enjoyed very much so, but... That was the movie where, you know, by where I, I kind of came away from it. And I'm like, wow, that was art. That was in that was an insane genius on the screen. Christopher Nolan, of course, the director there. And uh, again, the way he manipulated time in that movie, which obviously it's it's Christopher Nolan's thing. It's what he does. That was incredible. Favorite non-tennis athlete. uh eh, I don't know. Adam Fox, New York Rangers defenseman. I don't know. I care about the Rangers more than any other team outside of tennis. So that's my answer. But uh, yeah. From Jason, how has the LA move gone? Great. You know, I feel very fortunate. In my industry, it is difficult to start in a big city. I like big cities. I like the resources that they provide, uh, the energy that they provide, the food scene that they provide. I like that when people visit me in LA, it's really easy to have a lot of fun. I like that the weather's good. <laughs> so there's a lot to like, and uh, it's it's a great place for me to be right now. So, From Will. Will you do a Kendall Roy impression for us at some point? <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to get everybody together uh, early in my tenure to say, uh, yo. That's all I got. From Leon. Will you learn a new language, like French or Spanish? Which one and why? How does Djokovic manage to speak so many? Look, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I I don't know why Americans, and I'm sure people have studied this, and I could look it up, but I don't know why Americans are so bad at learning multiple languages, but we are, and I'm no exception. I'm very bad. Uh, I took many years of Spanish, many, many years, um, but, you know, I, I haven't in a while. It went away. I don't speak good Spanish, uh, but... At a time, I had a decent handle on it, especially, like, if you if I needed to write in Spanish. I was a pretty good writer, uh, which is, I think, just a little bit easier than speaking. Um, but, yeah, right now, no. I mean, I don't understand and I admire in a big way how uh, people are so multilingual because I'm jealous of it. I wish it were me. It's not. From another member, Lunga. Hi, Gil, Messi, or Ronaldo? Sorry to put you on the spot. Is this going to make people hate me? Look, I don't have an answer, like a real answer of who is better. I don't, okay? I, I don't know. I'm open to all arguments. Um, but in terms of who have I gravitated more towards, you guys should probably know this. You could probably guess this. Messi. You know, Ronaldo, freak athlete. Really strong and powerful. Excellent leaping ability. But, you know, genetic lottery guy, athletically. I'm much more attractive to the guy who's the shortest dude on the pitch and just does it with skill, uh, foot skills that so surpass everybody else. That, uh, you know, to me, Messi's game is a little bit more beautiful. And... A little bit more entertaining for me. And uh, he's the guy who I've gravitated towards. A little bit more than the great Cristiano Ronaldo. Is that all right? Is that a decent answer? I don't know. Let's see if he gets that World Cup. That would be big, right? In the Messi versus Ronaldo argument. Because Ronaldo doesn't have have a World Cup. Uh, But it is a little bit unfair, right? I don't think anybody would argue that over the years... Portugal has had equal talent to Argentina on these national teams, right? Argentina has had much more talent. So it's probably an unfair argument to hold that against Ronaldo. Uh, Which, in your opinion, is the most demanding sport? Do individual sports generally rank higher in terms of rigor? Specifically, compare and contrast football and tennis. Well, mentally, it's not even close, Mentally, individual sports are harder. There's just, there's no debate here. They're harder. All the onus is on you. Um, In my opinion, the most demanding sport is mixed martial arts. And the factors for this, uh, you know, is very multiple. Athletically, it's it's a very demanding sport. I mean, just try... Hitting a heavy bag for two minutes. Try wrestling for two minutes. Try rolling jiu-jitsu for two minutes. Sparring in any way for two minutes. They do it for five, sometimes five, five five-minute rounds. It's absurd. It's the purest sport. Nobody invented fighting. Okay? Nobody. Nobody invented it. It just is. It's natural. And, you know, it's just man-on-man Woman-on-woman, in the purest form, one-on-one, it's a fight, and uh, it obviously requires certain toughness, certain pain tolerance that far surpasses almost any sport, probably just any sport, period, Uh, but it's also chess, you know, there's a huge level of technicality to it, in terms of all of the disciplines that need to be mastered in order to have any success in mixed martial arts, uh, from wrestling to jujitsu to boxing to Muay Thai and kickboxing, uh, all of these things uh, very much need to be proficient and some of these things need to be mastered in order to have any success in this sport. Uh, but the biggest factor that I think mixed martial arts is the most demanding sport is because uh, you're not getting paid and you have uh, you have very poor resources. You know, the pay is bad and you have to make decisions about your career that uh, are very strained oftentimes financially. Um, And I only think that makes it more difficult to succeed in this sport in reality. Uh, Specifically comparing uh, football and tennis, assuming you are talking about non-American football, what's more demanding? Uh, Look, they're pretty similar. The big difference is that like, athletically, they're pretty similar. Most tennis players are really good at football and vice versa. I mean, soccer players at least could be good at tennis if they would were to train. Because uh, athletically, you know, it's just a similar athlete. But I don't know. The biggest difference is teammates versus no teammates, which is a huge difference. From Caleb. Hey Gil, big fan of the channel. I am a new tennis player since COVID, and similar to yourself, also grew up a baseball player with a sports analytical mind. The game transferred well, and I have come to love tennis, modeling my game after Novak. My question is, what position did you play in baseball, favorite team, and have you thought of coaching either sport in the future? I was a second baseman. I was a contact hitter, like a leadoff hitter, singles hitter, not a lot of power just because I wasn't strong enough. In um, On worse teams, I was a shortstop. On better teams, I was a second baseman because uh, my, arm, my arm strength left a little bit to be desired, which is why I was a little bit better at second base than shortstop, but I had a great glove. I had really good range in the infield. Uh, and those were really my strengths. I wasn't all that good a player, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I also pitched in recreation. I didn't pitch on, in travel ball, which is, again, at a higher level. I threw a lot of strikes, didn't have great stuff, didn't have a lot of velocity, but I threw a lot of strikes. I kept it low in the zone. I got a lot of ground balls. Have I thought about coaching either sport? No, I'm not. Look, I don't know. It's it's tough with tennis. I, I have no training and coaching, so I'm not naive enough. And I have coached tennis, so I should say I have coached tennis at the lower level. I, I'm assuming you're talking about the higher level of tennis. Like, I don't know, would I coach? Look, at the end of the day, I'm not all that qualified a tennis coach. Uh, do I think I could do it? Obviously, yes. Uh, especially with a little bit of uh, additional guidance and training. Yes, obviously, yes. Baseball, no. Um, I, I'd love to coach my kids in baseball. I'd love that. I'd love to manage my kids' team. But outside of that, no. Money line prices for Alex Gruskin versus Gil Gross on a hard and clay court. Well, uh, good one. We've played a bunch, but we haven't really played full set. Or a full match, I should say. Um, Gruskin is a small favorite. If I'm... Like, just off of when we've played... Look, do I take the court expecting to win? Absolutely, I do. Uh, especially at full strength. Um, I expect... I take the court expecting to win. Uh, but... Based on how it's gone, he's 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 edged me out on a couple of occasions here. Again, we're really close and level. It's good stuff. Um, he's just been a little bit better than me. So I actually think the quicker the surface, the better for me because I have bigger weapons than him. So I would say... Unless I'm in, and I know this would surprise you, but I'm actually better now on on quicker courts. Uh, On a clay court, I'd make Ruskin minus uh, 140. And on a hard court, I'd make a minus 120. At the same time, I'd win. HM, are you a fan of ice skating? Well, if I say no, uh, my girlfriend will break up with me. She's a figure skater. Uh, so yeah, I am a fan of ice skating. I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about figure skating. Uh, me, ice skating myself, I can get around without falling, but I'm I'm pathetic. I look pathetic out there. Uh, why did you move to Lala La Land, and do you like it there? Uh, I moved to Lala La Land uh, for uh, to be closer to Tennis Channel Studios in Santa Monica. Would you rather be able to talk to your 70 year old self or your five year old self again? Uh, I would not want to talk to my five-year-old self. I have nothing to say. It's not like I've made a mistake in life that I would go back and change. There's no mistake that has been detrimental or catastrophic enough where I would like go back and tell your five, my five-year-old self to do anything differently. I would just be like, dude, do it again. I got nothing to tell you. Uh, 70-year-old self, I would love to talk to, uh, my 70-year-old self, obviously. What's your favorite cup of noodle flavor uh, that's from my my man West Davenport West Davenport is uh, behind the scenes at Tennis channel um, making the magic happen on as a, uh, a technical director which means he's like switching between graphics and matches and pictures you know like he's all right I'm not gonna keep explaining it but anyway uh, yeah I'm not I'm not well aversed versed in cup of noodle I'm not but I am on a ramen kick. And I really like, uh, I believe it's Tantamen. It's like spicy, little sesame-based, a little bit of mala action going with the Sichuan peppercorns. Anyway, uh, from Thalas, what team do you support NBA and NFL? Uh, don't know for you, but for me, it's easy that I am supporting the Lakers and the Colts. Of course, I started at the same time on both, but I want to know... If this kind of support is common, or it's more for those for those other countries, Th- this is this is such a funny comment to me. Like the Lakers, yes, internationally, I imagine the Lakers are a huge brand, and there are Lakers fans around the world. Kobe, Shaq, Magic. I mean, you know, it's just LA. It's been a thing, so uh, that's not surprising. The Colts, uh, I don't. I didn't know, like, if, if there's some sort of Colts global appeal, I am unaware of it. Anyway, my NBA team is the Knicks. My NFL team is the Jets. I'm pretty, uh, I'm not very passionate about the Jets. The NFL is uh, the one league where I'm kind of like constantly watching. Um, I'm watching a lot of random games that have nothing to do with the Jets, even when the Jets are playing. I'm focused on fantasy. Uh, the NFL is the sport that I enjoy wagering on. In fact, it's the only sport I wager on. So it's kind of my NFL consumption. From Adrian, I remember seeing the channel covering way more sports in the early uh, stages in late 2017 and early 2018. What was one sport that you never got into following and covering but wish you did? Uh, it has to be soccer. Yeah. I mean, I really love the game in terms of when I when I do watch it. I really enjoy it, but, um, you know, I've never never been able to fully commit to it. But I think it's, you know, just an amazing sport. From JJ, how do you feel about the New York Rangers this year? Seems like they lost a step but could still make the playoffs. Also, who's your favorite NHL player currently and of all time? Uh, I still have some faith in the Rangers. I know there's a lot of alarm bells, but, you know, I'm hoping Igor improves because you know it's been a uh, that's been the biggest issue you know at the end of the day the biggest issue is that he he wasn't the igor from last year and uh, it was going to be hard to replicate that uh, but look i i believe in the analytics that suggest that the rangers are a little bit better than their record suggests right now and uh, look i i do think that they can have a really strong second half i have some faith there uh, just based on the level that they've played but they got to start finishing their opportunities, and I think they can get some better goaltending. Um, there's no doubt about that, which I know sounds crazy to say after the year that Igor Shesterkin had last year. Uh, and then my favorite NHL player of all time, you guys know it's Henrik Lundqvist, and currently it's Adam Fox. From Vishnu, hi Gil, I need a small advice. After my master's, I'm interested in getting into sports analytics in the role of data analyst slash data scientist. So what would you suggest... Uh, to start working on slash keep improving slash what would be the ideal roadmap to get into sports-related data analyst roles in companies like Tennis Channel, Infosys, IBM, etc. Also, if you have any idea on good sports analytics master's degree in any U.S. university, please mention Love Your Show. I haven't done the research on this in terms of university, but I know Syracuse has uh, the Falk School of Management, and they do have sports analytics Uh, programs there. So, um, yeah, that, that, that would have to be a Google search on your end. But, uh, look, first of all, there's a lot less positions for this in tennis sounds familiar, uh, because you know, there's no front offices in other sports, you have front offices and they need data analytics people to analyze and evaluate in order to make personnel decisions about players on their team in their system and on other teams and other systems. So, look, I would say, be creative and make connections because it's another tough industry, and uh, you need to you need to build relationships, and that's going to ultimately get you further. So, uh, be creative, be enterprising, and as best you can, build some good relationships. Uh, What is your favorite meal to cook? Hmm, tough one. I'm going to go with chicken scarpiello, which I might have pronounced it a little bit poorly. Uh, Scarpiello. I mean, it's just kind of a weird name. Uh, I like to call it chicken scarp. It is a uh, basically a braised. It's an Italian braised chicken and sausage dish with a brown sauce, cherry peppers, vinegar. It's spicy. It's spicy. And it's vinegary, and I just love that with uh, chicken breast and Italian sausage. Um, served really well, goes really well with potatoes, goes really well with pasta, and uh, it's it's very balanced. It's hard, it's kind of hard to mess up. Uh, it's really good leftovers if you make too much. So I love it, I love it. Um. I'm skip this one. Sorry. It's just I've answered a lot of those questions. Since you're a big fan of MMA, what do you think of Jake Paul versus Andrew Tate? This is from Andrew. Andrew Liu. Um, I would love your insight. I don't have that much insight on Andrew Tate. Like, I'm not that familiar with him. Uh, Jake Paul. I looked at the odds. I saw that he's the favorite again. You know, the next... Here's what I really want from Jake Paul. I have tons of respect for what he's done. And... I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed. But I want him to take a fight that he's supposed to lose, that he's really, really, really supposed to lose. Like, that's the fight that I want to see from Jake Paul. And uh, it doesn't seem like Andrew Tate Tate is that guy. I know that Andrew Tate has a lot of kickboxing experience. That is very different from boxing. Sorry, it's just not the same. These kickboxers, they fight with a different style, different stance. It's not different gloves. It's not the same. So once again, Jake Paul is the favorite. Uh, you know, again, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hate on him for that, but I'm just not that intrigued here. And, um, look, I, I'll keep my eye on Jake Paul again. I don't turn my nose up on what he's done. And, uh, I like that. He's been very vocal about the, the UFC fighters, uh, not getting a fair shake, putting pressure on kind of going up against Dana White. Everyone's afraid to go up against Dana White. He's so powerful. Uh, Everybody wants to be on his good side. I like that Jake Paul is in a position of power himself, entrepreneurially, you know, as an individual where he is really fearless and he's, you know, willing to kind of be a foil to Dana. And I appreciate all of that. So let's see what happens. Let's end on a rapid fire one from Espectros del Rizoma. What are your thoughts on Paddle? Extremely popular in Spain and Argentina. My only thoughts on Paddle are this. I see highlight videos like on Instagram and YouTube. Sport looks nuts. Sport looks crazy in a good way. I love it. But I've never really watched a full game. And I I don't know. All I've seen is these crazy highlights. Uh, once the U.S. is out of the World Cup, who do you want to win Usually. Eh, I don't really care. I was rooting for Morocco, thought it was a great and awesome underdog story. So that's that's who I was pulling for. In the final, I didn't really have a rooting interest much, but I suppose now I've gone on the record. I've said I think Argentina is going to win. Leo Messi, I want that guy to get a World Cup. So I'm Team Argentina for this final. Are you a dog or a cat person? I am a dog person. Uh, I like social cats, but like the consistency of dogs versus cats is not even close. Like to me, dogs have like a 80% 80 approval rating, at least. Maybe 85, 90% approval ratings. Like 90% of dogs I meet, I'm like, this dog's the man. I love this dog. Cats, it's like 20%. All right, 25%. 25% of cats is chill, Are chill, you know? All right, last, last thing is favorite TV shows uh, of all time. I've already answered that. I appreciate the kind words at the end of the comment. Uh, that'll do it here. This was fun. Again, two-part mailbag. I'm going to drag it out. So I know my answer that I just gave about Argentina versus France, you'll already know who won. But anyway, um, uh, if you haven't seen part one of this mailbag, check it out. I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are The Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.